Welcome back to the Don't Stop Me Now podcast, where being negative can be a good thing and being positive can turn the world against you. Hello, I am your host, Miss Jennifer Lee Vaughn, and this is the third installment of The Love Bomber. But I don't want to start with that, and I know you all are on pins and needles because I've had lots of people writing to me asking me what has happened. Last night was Thursday night. It is now Friday morning. Did the date happen? or did it not? If you're on my close friend's story on Instagram, you know, you know what went down. But I'm going to hold off for a second. I've got some other things I want to start with because, you know, that's the way you got to do it. (laughs) Got to keep you guys interested. Okay. I had been talking about my blinds in my house. Those are called plantation shutters. That's what I have. If you guys know what those are. I love, 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 love my plantation shutters. They're the best. They're on every single window in my home and it it like made it so much easier. I didn't have to get any kind of blinds or anything or, you know, fabric or anything. They're just the best. You just wipe them down and they last forever. I've had them, God, I've been in this house since 2004, almost 20 years and they have really held up. Okay. Plantation shutters, checking that off. Um, I had some corrections, honestly, from the podcast, two podcasts ago. I know this is really stupid, but it bothered me. Um, When I said that I was running across the street to meet the singer guy that I met, like, I don't know how long it's been now, three weeks ago, I said that I was, um, I said the light was the light had turned red and I ran across the street. No, the light had turned green. I know that's like the dumbest detail, but I heard myself say that. And I was like, how did I say that? Sometimes I say things and I don't realize I say them until after I'm like, that was wrong. So anyways, obviously I waited for the light to turn green before I ran across the street. And I want to tell you all about him too. Yeah, (laughs) I'm going to get it. I'm not sure which I'll get into him second. I will get into the Joe uh, thing from last night first. Um, let's see the red light. Oh yeah. Um, I had said something about the Fleischman twins in junior high being in a hot tub with a blonde from central high. And apparently they felt up Dave Voss. That name hit me. Like I remembered, it's funny how you can remember names from so long ago, names that you don't say anymore, but we're talking 40 years ago. And I remembered that name. I'm like, that was Deva Voss. I did check in with Keith and yes, it was Deva Voss that he and um, apparently Jeff Bister and his brother all felt up in the hot tub. God, these guys were having so much fun in the eighth grade. I wasn't doing anything fun, but I, I had nothing for anybody to feel anyway. So, um, and then what's really kind of funny is Keith is a really good friend of mine now, even though he lives in Romania, we do a lot of communication through um, WhatsApp and he, he types, he just texts everything and he's an amazing writer. He's so like colorful in his writing. I think I've talked about this before and I just always voice text and he says that he, or voice memo. And he likes that because he says he's so used to hearing just Romanian accents that it's really fun for him to hear just an American voice. And so he likes that I leave him these long messages about my dating life and whatever. He's been a great sounding board. And what's ironic or interesting is that he and his brother were identical twins. They went to junior high with me. They were very popular. Everybody liked the the Fleischman twins. Um, I was not cool at all. I never talked to them in junior high. And then I went to San Jose State um, and his brothers, twin brother Greg was in one of my radio TV and film classes. And he approached me right away and was like, didn't you go to Central? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, wow, Greg Fleischman's talking to me. So Greg and I became really good friends. And Keith went to another school. And 
Greg and I did so much stuff together. We hung out all the time, but I wasn't attracted to him in that way. I just wasn't. He was truly a guy friend of mine. And I guess he probably had thoughts of doing things with me, but it, nothing ever happened. And one weekend, Keith came to visit. And I, I don't know why. I know they're identical, but they do look a little bit different. There was something softer about the way Keith looked. And anyways, we all had, had been drinking and stuff. And I spent the night at Greg's apartment. And of course, Keith was staying there because that's his brother. And we were all in the same bed. It was a like a queen size bed and I was sleeping between them. And Keith and I, I we'd had a moment in the living room when his brother was out of the room because we'd been kind of touchy feely and flirting th during the night when we'd gone out and we, we kissed. And um, anyways, when we got in bed, Keith and I were kind of touching each other under the covers, but trying to be really sly about it because his brother was on the other side of me. And I don't know if we might have quietly kissed. Like, I mean, my imagination wants me to think that we did. I know we did kiss. We definitely kissed in the living room. And Greg, we heard Greg coming and we just stopped because it was funny. It's like we both knew like Greg might feel not happy about it. And, um, sure enough in bed when we were all in bed and I think I was stripped down to my underwear. I like, I remember that. And, but I had a t-shirt on or whatever. And I think Keith had touched me, you know, my legs or whatever, nothing sexual. Like he wasn't, you know, doing anything to my private area or anything. But, um, Greg was like, had his back to me and kept pulling the covers. Like there was that kind of that, you know, like rustling around and you could just hear that he was not happy. And, um, I don't know when I left, if it was in the morning or whatever, but, um, I know that nothing went further with Keith and that was kind of the end of it. And I had never talked to Keith again, cause this is all prior to social media and everything. I would have had to have had his phone number. Anyways, Keith doesn't remember any of that, which is hysterical. I mean, I've talked to him like, you don't remember that we kissed. He's like, I honestly, he goes, I swear to God, I don't. I'm like, okay, so Keith and Garen Keeley don't remember kissing me. Like these are two popular guys from Central and um, yeah, both from Central anyways. But you know, it was a big thrill for me at the time. So, but I definitely remember, I did not imagine these things. They really did happen. Okay. So yeah, checking that off. Keith, yes, we kissed. I don't even think Keith listens to this, but, um, and I don't talk to Greg anymore. Greg just stopped talking to me. I visited him in San Diego when I was about 24, 25, I flew down there and I spent like two nights there. It was really fun. We went out with his friends, but I slept on his couch. And I think again, I think he thought something was going to happen. And then we like never talked again after that. That was like the end of it. And again, all before social media and all of that, it would have had to have been phone calls. I think I've talked about that before. Um, okay. Um, before I go into the boy stuff, I just got tickets for Duran Duran. I'm so excited. It's on the 28th. So this coming, not this Sunday, but the next Sunday, um, and it's going to be in San Jose. I don't have a date at the moment. So, um, I, my daughter, I really want her to go, but she doesn't have anybody to cover for her at the boardwalk. And she loves Duran Duran. Like Joey's in a black metal or whatever it's called death metal. And, um, I just took her to a show in Berkeley last night. That's why I'm home today because I got home at one in the morning and I had to get up at 6:30 and take Owen to school. I called it because I like was so freaking tired. I came home at seven and I slept till 10. Um, but anyways, Joey was at that show last night. Um, she had such a good time. Like she goes to these metal shows with all these guys with like, you know, like kind of scary guys with long hair and leather and everybody treats her nice. And you know, she's never had any bad things happen. She got the set list from the 
bassist, I think, or was it the guitarist? I don't know. It's on her. It's on her um, Instagram story. But anyways, the set list that they look at, that they you know taped to the floor. Um, the name of the band was Obituary. They gave her. They handed it to her from the crowd. There was all these people reaching up, and they literally handed her the piece of paper that had their set list on it, and um, and it was a little like crumpled, you know, obviously because it'd been on the floor, right? You know, it's on the stage. That's what they're looking at when they're playing. And then that same bassist or guitarist, whatever, and he's like my age. Um, but he's still in like freaking good shape. Um, yeah, big ass burly beard, long, long gray brown hair, you know, he's 53. Um, anyways, he handed her a guitar pick and it made her night. She was beaming when she got into my car. It was so cute. She was so happy. So worth it to, um, take her to these shows and make sure that she gets home safe and that she's not driving home all the way from Berkeley to where we live, which is an hour and a half away, late, late at night, over 17, which is a windy highway between San Jose and Santa Cruz. I don't want her driving on that by herself at night in her old BMW. So well, it's worth it for me to um, make sure that my kids have these experiences. And, um, you know, it's fine. I sat in my car and watched the, um, the Lakers and the Nuggets and the Nuggets won game two. They're going to LA. I I don't know. I'm nervous about them playing Lakers in LA. I feel like they're going to lose these next two, but God, these games are so freaking exciting. I'm like hitting my steering wheel, wheel and screaming when Murray keeps making all these three pointers. Oh my God. It was in the fourth quarter. They came back and they won. It was great. It was what, these basketball, man, sports are so fun. Okay. So that's that. I guess my point is, is that I don't have anybody to go to Duran Duran with me, um, with, with me. I don't, I don't have anybody to go to Duran Duran with me. That makes sense. Okay, there we go. Um, and, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll figure it out. Um, I, there's somebody that I could ask potentially that I went out with a year ago. We met up, like we've already met once, but then it just sort of fizzled because I, I don't know. He had just gotten out of like a 13 year relationship and I was kind of the first girl that he'd even kissed. And so I don't know. I just wanted him to like, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't hot. He wasn't aggressive enough. And I feel like he was just rusty. We, and we, all we did was kiss, but, um, anyways, we're in contact again. We rematched on Tinder. Ironically, his name is Joe. I know that the love bomber is also named Joe. I'm literally talking to, I think, no, three. There's been four Joes in the last week on Tinder. There's another Joe too, but I'm probably not going to meet him. He's too young. Um, but anyways, yeah, this guy's name is Joe and he lives in Morgan Hill and he's, um, he feels like I'm too hot for him. So he's got this like insecurity. He's 38 and he thinks like, I'm like just too, that's what he's told me. He said, you're like a higher caliber. I don't think you're going to be into me, but I mean, I'm willing to meet you again if you want. And I feel bad because I know I didn't end up hanging out with him again, but I like him. Like I really like, we like sports. We like the same sports. He, um, he, um, he's six one. He's got dark hair. He kind of has, he always has like a beard going on. He smokes a little weed. He does some mushrooms. He's got a good job. He works for um, a county parks department. He builds trails like he's doing like the tractor and like moving trees and stuff. Um, he has a son, a young son. He has 50% custody. So that's good. Like he's a dad who like tried to get that custody and he got it. Mm. So I, I do. I really like I'm having fun right now writing to him about like the games we're watching and you know, it's nothing sexual. It's just like, Hey, let's get together. So we may do like a giants game together at some point, but I may ask him to do Duran Duran, but like Duran Duran's such a woman's thing. Like, I don't want to bring a guy to a, like, it might give me the ick, especially if he started dancing. Like what if he danced to her Rio or something? I'd be like, Oh, 
don't do that. So I want our first date to be our first redate to be like a drink or even a Giants game. We talked about that. I think that would be fun, but that's a long date. So I'm not sure I'm ready for the Giants game. I think we need to go on a date with a drink first. Okay. So let's just go and talk about Joe, the love bomber first, but I did want to fill you guys in on, I, I think I said his name. I did. I did. Ricky, the singer. And I hope he doesn't listen to this. He does know about my social media, but I highly doubt he'll ever listen to this. He's very nice, but yeah, I'm going to, I'll get into that later. Um, I had to, I had to end it anyway. Um, okay. So Joe, let me go back to the, the FaceTime that we had that morning, that Friday morning where we had the lovey dovey half an hour conversation. I forgot to mention, this is a very important detail that I asked him to show me his body, right? Because he had sent me a picture of himself. Um, <laughs> I should put the picture on my YouTube, but yeah, I will. It's headless. Okay. I'm going to show it. I'm going to do a little editing on this video. So it's probably, I've probably all, already shown it by now. So if you are listening to this on um, my Spotify or Apple, you might want to go to the YouTube video for some of the um, the, the pictures because I can show that at least because it's headless. He sent me this picture and said um, that that was his body. And I was like, well, first of all, what is up with those panties? <laughs> what are you wearing? So I said, wow, what's up with your underwear? And he said, oh, those were my girlfriends at the time. And she was really mad because like I stretched them out or whatever. So the body is perfect. He says he's 6'2", he's like 175, he's trim. It's like the perfect body. He's got the V going down. His hip bones are showing flat stomach, just enough hair. You can tell he's probably got like really perfect pecs. They're kind of flattish, not super big boobies. Like everything's nice. He's lean. He looks like a runner. Like he's just super fit. My exact type, right? I mean, if I'm going to pick a perfect body type, that's it. Like 6'2", 175, 180. And anyways, so, but there's no head in this picture. That's the weird thing. So is it really him? I don't know. So there's that. So I, I really wanted to see his body during this um, FaceTime. And I said, show me your body. Show me your body. And he goes, he had a t-shirt on. He goes, no, 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 no. I like, no, not right now. Not right now. He goes, I don't want to, not right now or whatever. He was like all Mr. Shy. And I was like, okay. Like I just went along with it, but I shouldn't have because why the hell didn't you just pull your shirt up? Like, why didn't you show me? So that's super, super sus. It is. Um, okay. So didn't show me the body and there was a very weird noise while we were on the FaceTime and it kept getting louder. He said it was a fan in his room, which it very well could have been. But again, it's like five 30 in the morning. I know some people sleep with fans again. It was super bright in his room, like sunlight. I do not think this guy lives in California. And I'm sort of giving too much away by saying that, but I don't, I don't think so. The fan was like, okay, is, are you filming this FaceTime? Is this, is this something that's recording? Because the clicking was weird. I don't understand what that was. And I, he just said, oh yeah, it's just, it's a fan. It's a fan. Okay. So remember prior to this FaceTime, there had been, um, a voice mail when I, when I told him because of that picture that was a year old and I said, bye, your sketch. And then I blocked him on everything. And then he goes, I don't know what your problem is, whatever. Okay. I'm going to play that voicemail because fuck it. I don't care at this point. It doesn't matter. Um, okay. So this is, 
the voicemail. Yo, I just sent you a picture, and I'm, like, blocked. We can FaceTime. Like, we can do whatever. I don't know why you... Uh, it's just, it's so weird that you're so, like, I don't know, suspicious of me. I will literally FaceTime you right now. Um, but, okay. Apparently, you probably just block me and, like, ghost me. I'm not gaslighting you. I don't know, like, where all this is coming from. I really don't. But I am real. I'm happy to prove it in any way you want on your terms. So if that's something you want to do, call me back. Otherwise, like, what the fuck? Okay. So that's the voicemail that I got from him when I had blocked him on everything. That was the one that inspired me to call him right back while I was at work and say, oh my God, like, I really thought I messed up. Really. I mean, he sounded so sincere, right? Or maybe I am really gullible. I don't know. But that was the one where I was like, okay, I don't even care at this point. And then I got like a few days later that FaceTime for like a half an hour. But part of it wasn't, you know, FaceTime. Part of it was just talking. But anyways, so that's where I ended off, right, with you guys is that FaceTime. Okay, so we go through the weekend. I'm like waiting to hear from him. Um, and I I don't hear much. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Saturday I sent him a picture of me. I sent him sort of, um, uh, in bed. Um, I had a wife beater on, but it was showing like I was laying on my back. So my stomach was nice and flat and it's just showing part of my panties, you know, and all that. So anyways, it was a decent picture and, um, it took him six hours to reply. And he said, Jesus. And then he put you too. Cause I think I had said, I hope you're having a good day. And, um, and that's what I sent. Cause why not? It's the next day, you know, I don't know. I still want to flirt with him. And then, you know, maybe it was Sunday. I don't even remember, but it was during the weekend. Um, and then he just put what's up. That's it. What's up? No question mark. Just what's up. Uh, so because it took him six hours to reply to my sexy photo on the weekend, I chose to say nothing else. Cause I was like, really? Like, that's where we're at. You like take six hours to reply. So whatever. So I don't say anything else. And then let me, let me check my dates here. Um, oh my gosh, I can't even read this. It's so, oh, 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 hold on. I have it on my computer. So I don't hear anything more from him. So, um, oh my gosh, of course it just says yesterday and today and today. So I don't know exactly what day it was. Um, I think it was Tuesday. I wasn't going to say anything to him. Honestly, I was just going to wait until he said anything to me about the Thursday date. I thought I'll just wait and see if he says anything. So I, but then I'm like, no, I'm, I got to play along with this. I got to push it a little bit because obviously he hasn't said anything to me. Well, I honestly didn't respond to his WhatsApp, but still he can still text me something else. I mean, two days had gone by after that. And so I just send him a, Hey you. And I think this was Tuesday morning. And, um, and he doesn't reply to the, Hey, you at all. So the next day, uh, 24 hours later from not getting a response to the, Hey, you, I say, and now I'm just like, I'm just gonna, I'm just going for it. I'm just going to be a nightmare. So I mean, which isn't really, I'm not really being a nightmare. I'm just trying to figure out what the hell's going on. So I say, I guess you died or got arrested. Nothing. He doesn't reply at all. So about uh, let's see. I sent that at nine 45 in the morning at 12 26 that same day. I said, so, so, so ghosty. <laughs> and I put a ghost emoji and I said, for no reason, finally I get a response. And he says, 
dude, whatever. You have no idea what I've been going through. That's the response I get from the guy who I'm supposed to see in two days, who hasn't said anything to me since that Friday morning. Remember, it's now Tuesday and we're supposed to meet in two days. Guy doesn't respond to the, hey, you, I guess you died or got arrested. I mean, nothing. So, um, and he's also not looking at my Instagram stories. Although, no, he did look at them once. I saw that he saw the first story and then doesn't watch the rest. And again, he came back like the next day and watched one story. I know it was an accident. He didn't want to look at them and then he didn't look at the rest. So that was all kind of intertwined with all of this as well. So dude, whatever he says to me. I mean, I thought I was the girl of his dreams. I thought we were like on this level where we could trust each other and we were telling each other how we felt and everything was safe, right? I mean, talk about gaslighting and manipulation. So I say, no, of course I don't because you haven't communicated anything. And his response, are you ready for this? I'm overwhelmed at the moment and on the verge of a teary breakdown. Can we discuss another time? <laughs> so instead of me calling him out on his bullshit, I just put sure with a heart. So today I'm sitting here Friday morning and I have never heard from him again. He never ever. So let's just say, let's just say he really, really, really had something major going on in his life and he was about to have a teary breakdown. Like what dude says that, by the way, I don't know this going along with the underwear. And by the way, I don't think I mentioned this. I did mention on my Instagram close friend story. He said for porn, what he likes to look at is monster cocks. Like he told me that he really likes monster cocks. Like, I don't know if that's a straight guy thing. I'm not, I'm sorry if you have kids around and I just said that without any warning, but I don't know if that's a straight guy thing or not. I, I don't know. Like that. I'm like, I don't really want to know that. Honestly, I, I don't know my ex, I won't say which one, but he liked to look at big black ones. That was what he liked to look at too. So maybe it is a straight guy thing and it doesn't like mean anything, but anyways, <laughs> the teary breakdown, the little panties and the monster, you know, what's is like, okay, what is going on here? So anyways, um, yeah, that was the end of it. I didn't hear anything more from him. So, but again, like, let's say you, this is all really happening. I thought you could open up to me and dude, how rude to not at least let me know what's up for Thursday night because we were supposed to meet. So, you know, when he said, remember how he had confirmed with me and he said, quote unquote, tentatively in big letters or in parentheses tentatively. And he said, I know, I know. And I said, dude, if you cannot commit to a date, the 18th, I'm going to be in your area. If you cannot just commit to this now, then just let's chalk this up to fun flirting. And remember he went like, no, 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 never mind. Yes, I can totally commit. Like he has been playing me the entire time. Like I do not understand what this is all about. I do not get why this is fun for men to do this. I just, I don't understand it. If he's married or whatever, again, he hasn't had a post on his Instagram since 2019. It is his Instagram. I do believe I was looking at him. Um, I do think that that was him, but something else is up and it's probably he's either in a relationship or he's married. But again, remember he had all those searches on his name. So, and he was kicked off Tinder. There's just some weird ass shit going on out there on online dating. And I, I will never have an answer. I ended up blocking him. Um, 
that same day on my Instagram and he hasn't said anything about that. Like he can still contact me via text if he wanted to, but he hasn't said anything. So yeah, Thursday comes and goes and he never ever said a word about it. Like, I'm sorry, I couldn't meet you as planned. Nothing, nothing at all because I don't know. Who knows what his deal is. But anyways, that's the end. That's the end of Joe in Richmond. So Joe, um, yeah, I hope things are well for you, I guess. I don't really care. But um, okay, moving on. That's all there is. Oh, and I meant to say also, I wish I had better news about Joe, but I don't. Um, but I do still have a very good story about the singer, who I hate to even say his name. I do, because I feel bad now. I really don't want him to ever hear this. Um, but American Manhunt on Netflix was a documentary that I watched, and it's about the Boston Marathon bombing. It was captivating. I had no idea how all that went down. I mean, I always knew that there was a bomb that had gone off. There was actually two. Um, and they go through all of the footage that people had captured on their phones at the time and surveillance footage from different buildings and stuff like that. The story's wild and it has so many twists and turns about them trying to catch the people who did it. It really is like fascinating. Owen and I, it's a three episode series. We couldn't stop watching it. We watched it all the way through. And I was like, you couldn't write a movie this good. I mean, I mean, not that it's good. I mean, some people died, but, um, yeah, it was, the whole thing was crazy and, and how it all went down with the police. They made a lot of errors in trying to capture these guys. It's just crazy. I highly recommend it. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that I know the whole story now. Okay. So there's that. Um, last but not least, we're going to get into the person, the singer that I had met that I was all excited about. Okay. Can I just mention a few things about why I thought he was so exciting? So first of all, we met at a really nice restaurant bar in Monterey. So that kind of set the stage for my, my being a little blinded by all of this. Cause like that was sort of like where I met him. So that kind of felt like that was associated with him. Right. Um, yeah, I had all of the stuff in my mind about his video that I'd seen that was four years ago. Um, so I envisioned that guy. He had talked about the fact that he'd had groupies and like all these girls and he's like not into that anymore. And so like that was like, oh my God, like this is a guy that like a lot of girls wanted. And he was like having sex with all these different groupies and stuff. Like he's that guy. And now he's sort of out of the limelight. So now I get to meet him and I get to hang out with him. Oh my God. He also sang to me at the bar when we'd had a drink or two, he sang the chorus to the song that I'd been watching on whatever YouTube. Um, and that was exciting. Another thing, which is like such a small little detail, but I was like, if this guy doesn't pay for my drinks, I like, I even told my girlfriend on the way there, if he doesn't pay for the drinks, I'm going to be so annoyed. Um, because I don't know, like, you just never know how people are going to be. And I don't know how much money this guy makes. I don't know if he has any money. I don't know if he would have like just said, Hey, do you mind splitting it? I've never really had that happen, but I really didn't know. So when the bill came, she set it down between the two of us. We were sitting side by side and he just put his hand on the, I'll show you guys if you're on YouTube, he just put his hand on the bill and pulled it towards himself and then just left it there for a second. And I just thought that move was, maybe it was me just being a little tipsy, but I thought that that move right there, it was like totally turned me on. I was like, yes, you're a gentleman. I love it. And, um, anyways, I was, yeah, I don't know why it doesn't really turn me on men paying for things is kind of hot. So, um, so that definitely played into all of my 
putting these blinders on and really being into him. Plus I was a little tipsy. And you know, like I said, that kiss kind of came out of nowhere when he kissed me. And then all of the other kissing was really like, I was a little tipsy. My eyes were closed. I was just very, in like a dreamy state kind of, you know, I think I'd even had part of an edible. So I was like, just like in this moment and he was a good kisser. I mean, all of that was good. Um, again, the clothes, like I said, never came off. It was, uh, an in-car experience and I, there was only one part that was needed and yeah, it was used. So anyways, so we continued to talk for two weeks after this. We're really into sports, both of us. So we're talking about basketball a lot. He keeps set, you know, hitting me up with a, Hey, gorgeous a lot, like giving me the attention that I like, but I was still hesitant because I hadn't seen him, you know, completely unclothed. And I, I don't know. I just wasn't totally sure, but I knew we needed to hang out again. So I had plans to see him on a Friday night, but what happened was, is that, um, Friday night, uh, Friday night rolled around and there was the Lakers versus the Warriors. And I really wanted to watch it with Owen. I can't remember if I talked about any of this, but I didn't end up making it to his place. So I felt really bad that I didn't go there cause I had planned and he even ordered pizza and he said he was waiting. But again, his place is a half an hour away. It was a, like I'd worked since like I got up at five 30 that morning. So as halftime came up on the game and I said, I would go, Owen looked at me, he goes, you're really going to leave right now. And I'm like, I just felt like the worst mom ever. I'm like, no, I'm going to stay. So I text him and I say, I'll come over after the game. But as the game's wrapping up, it's like nine 30 at night. And I'm like, I'm so tired now. I'm like, what am I going to do? Drive out there at 10 o'clock at night and start this night with him at 10 o'clock, 10, 15, 10 30 at night, whatever. No. So I'm like, it's too late. So I write to him and I say, look, I I'm so sorry. I'm, and he even said, you better not flake. Like he said that to me. And I told him, I promise I won't because I really, I'm a person of my word and I don't flake on people. So I wasn't planning on flaking. So, but then I did. And I said, but the, the reason that I wasn't going to see him Friday night, I had planned on seeing him Saturday night, but then plans came up to go hang out with, I don't I feel like I've talked about all this before. I'm so sorry. I'm like drawing a blank if I did or not. So Joey and I went to this show on Saturday night that came up out of the blue on Friday. My friend Jeff reached out and said, Hey, do you want to like go to this show at the, um, the, uh, crate place, which is where my daughter was working that night. Anyways, it was a punk show and dusted angel. I think I did talk about that. So yeah, we went to that. God, I am repeating myself. I'm sorry. Anyways, long story short, I finally went and saw him on Sunday night. Okay. Maybe I had recorded Sunday morning. Maybe that's where we're at. Okay. So Sunday night, I decide to finally go over there. He's delaying forever. Like I'm in the area. I've been to target. I'm waiting. He's basically just got off work and he kind of keeps delaying me coming over. Like he says, he's got to clean up after the dog, whatever. And I'm like, dude, I don't remember your address. I deleted it. So can you send it again? I've like, I had to ask him like three times and I'm like literally sitting in a parking lot waiting for him to say, yeah, come over. And it's getting later and later. Plus I brought spring rolls that I bought at this faux noodle place. And I really wanted to eat them there at his place and not eat them in my car. So I was like getting hangry. Like I was looking at them and they have the peanut sauce and they're so delicious that I really wanted to eat them. But I wanted to wait till I got to his house because I thought he was going to eat pizza, his leftover pizza. So finally he just sends me his, his, um, address. So I'm like, cool. So I get the address. I start heading over 
and it goes up this like hilly road. So you're going up a hill. There's houses on the left and right. Beautiful, like million dollar homes for sure. This is Monterey. I'm like, damn, where is he? Where does he live? Oh my God. So I keep going and then I finally get to the address. So his house is on the right and it's going, it's on a hill. So it's on like, it's going down to the right. Okay. So there's no parking on the street. His car is parked in a little bit of a gravel turnout, but literally this road is so narrow. And if it had been at night, I don't even know how I would have managed, but there's like nowhere to, for me to park any rights, just park on the street. I'm like, yeah, it's like, I'm literally in the road. And if I park too far to the right, my car's going to tumble down the hill into the house. Like, I mean, there was nowhere. It was like very, very shallow parking. So I like pulled my car over as far as I could. It felt like it was like one foot over into the dirt embankment before I went down the hill. So, and it felt like most of my car was still in the road. It was just, it was crazy. So I look at this house. Okay. It is the oldest freaking house, which is whatever, right? There's cute old houses. No, this is like, it looks like an abandoned amusement park. There are, there are weeds everywhere growing all over the place. Moss. It has a lot of like sun, like uh, glass sun uh, roof type stuff over the patio, which is filthy, like leaves and dirt. And so I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's just the outside of the house. You know, there's a lot of trees around. I always give everybody the benefit of the doubt. So he meets me on the stairs and he's, <laughs> I hope he doesn't hear this, but it was really not into what he was wearing. He was wearing very thin cotton pants that were too long and they were underneath his heels and he had slip-ons. So just that alone was just too much for me. And then a matching muscle shirt like light, light, thin cotton, light gray, um, and a little hoodie that hung from it in the back. And like that alone was just like, not for me. Like the outfit alone was not for me. I could see right away that there was, oh my God, I'm going to die. If he ever hears this, I could see right away that there was no muscle tone. Like he doesn't have any, and it was just, it looked like he's never lifted a weight in his life. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> I mean, for a skinny guy, there was just nothing going on there. And I could see his tummy right away. So like he, he had, a, he had told me that he'd gained like 40 pounds since that video had been made because he was off drugs. And in the last, he said the last year he's gained 40 pounds. Well, I kind of thought it would be sort of evenly distributed, but it was really, truly like mainly in his stomach. And it looked like a bowling ball on a skinny guy. And it was just like, oh no. And I don't know why, but I didn't see him, his face the same way that in that moment that I had at that restaurant, he didn't look the same to me. He didn't, I just wasn't attracted to him. And I'm like, oh God, like I literally came here to do things with him. And I'm looking at him like as I'm walking down the stairs into the house, following him in going, I am not having sex with this guy. Like there's no way that this is happening at all. So I walk into the house. There's a big dog. It's one of those, I, the name of it escapes me. It's the biggest dog that there are, you know, not a great Dane, but the ones that are real furry, adorable. It looks like it's straight out of like a fantasy movie. And it had just been shaved, but still had all the fur around its um, face and stuff. And it's, it's so friendly, like the sweetest thing. Its name was Milo and it was his roommate's dog. His roommate was not there. His roommate was in rehab in Palo Alto. So that's why I came over because he was alone. Um, so the dog was a friendly, like, 
like kind of like me feel like, okay, I can come in. There's like a really cute dog who really like wants my attention. So the dog's like, of course, nudging my crotch, typical dog behavior, jumping up on me. The paws were like the size of my hands. I kid you not, like the biggest paws ever. And when he put his paws on my shoulders, like I literally hugged this dog. He was like a tiger. He was standing up and he was almost as tall as me, like literally almost 5'11". And apparently he weighs 130 pounds. Um, I still can't think of the name of it. And I know everybody will write to me and tell me and I'll know later, but I meant I should have like written it down. But um, I know the Aptos 4th of July parade, they have like a whole section for these specific dogs. They probably don't live very long lives because they are so big. Um, but anyways, the sweetest dog ever. So I'm really happy about the dog because that's distracting, right? And I kind of like takes me away from like, just that I know I'm not physically attracted to him. And I like, I'm like, I cannot believe like I had sex with this guy. Like I'm sort of like, oh God, I really, really... I've really messed up. And here I am in this house going, how am I going to get out of this? What, like, I don't know how I'm going to get out of the situation. So we sit in the kitchen. He sits across from me at the counter and he's sitting in a chair, leaning back and he's got his fingers like this. I'll show you on, on YouTube. And he's like leaning back and like holding his stomach while he's leaning back. His like fingers are intertwined underneath his, his chubby tummy. And I'm like, Oh, it's all like, it's not for me. I don't like, oh, I'm just not into it. So I'm just eating my spring rolls and we're chit-chatting. The house is so bad. It is basically a hoarder's home. So there's bags of like, I don't know if it's trash or clothes, but there's bags of shit everywhere. The carpet had to have been from like 1970. The house was definitely from the late 70s and it looked like someone had locked it and hadn't gone back in since 1970. Some of the things I noticed, okay, so there was a, a Christmas decoration on the wall that said Noel. It was the letters N-O-E-L going from top to bottom. It was one of those plastic like yarn art projects. You know, it's like red, green, and white yarn. Not the small, like the thicker one, and the strings are still hanging off from like it not being completely finished. Dude, like that thing had to have been there since 1978. It was on the wall as a decoration. Apparently this is his roommate's mom and dad's house. They don't live in it anymore, obviously. They live somewhere else. And his, his, this roommate's dad is like a dean of some school. I don't know. So like they have money, but like they left this house for their son. I don't even know if the son pays rent. I have no idea what's going on, but they literally left the house a certain way and never like took stuff. It's weird. It was like I was in a time warp and I was feeling that I felt yucky. Like everything felt old and weird. And, um, it was, and he told me that he was cleaning up after the dog. Okay. So there's, there's nowhere for the dog to go to the bathroom because this house is on such a severe hill. It only has some balconies. There's no backyard. It's all poison oak and like oak trees going down a very steep hill down to the road. So the dog basically shits in this room off out of the kitchen, which is kind of like, I don't even know what you call this room, but there's big piles of dog shit all over this carpet in this abandoned room that has like a table with a bowl that has sand in it or whatever. And the whole thing is full. It looks like a, it looks like a mushroom with cigarette butts. There must've been 200 cigarette butts. There was two bowls like that sitting next to each other. I don't know if that's his roommate or him, or if it's left from 1978. I have no idea, but there's just this icky feeling from just being in there. This house feels like where you would find either dead people, 
people held hostage or where you're about to kill someone. Like, I kid you not. This is exactly what you see in on TV. And I, and he's got, he's like, I'm sorry about the dog shit. Like the dog doesn't really have anywhere to go when I'm at work or whatever. I, sh I should have cleaned it up, but you could tell that shit's been sitting there. Like it was white. Like it's, it's, it's been sitting there for a long time. So he takes me down to the basement, I guess. I'm like, okay, where, where am I going? And I had sent my daughters the address prior to going in and a picture of the house. I said, if anything happens to me, this is where I'm at. I really wasn't worried about him really. Cause I mean, he seems like he's like just completely harmless, but you just never know, you know, you just never know. And he has been nothing but nice. So, um, Anyways, he takes me down to this basement. Again, this isn't a reflection of him because this isn't his house, but the house just gave me such, it just gave me the creeps. Like, again, like it's like that kind of tile in the kitchen with the brown um, grout. Like that's how the cabinets are really like very old fashioned, like crappy ass wood, that kind of feeling, you know, and dirty, weird carpet everywhere. <sighs> so I go down into this, this basement. Why did I walk down there? I don't know, but it was like a room kind of still. The first thing you see is a suit of armor. What the fuck? In four different pieces, like a real suit of armor. Like I kid you not, it was shiny. It was actually really nice, but it was like, what the fuck is this doing in here? His roommate, I guess, spent a lot of money on it and bought it online or something. His roommate's into Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know if his roommate wears this thing at some point. I don't know. He said it's really dangerous. Like you could cut yourself on it. So I touch it. I like knock on it just to feel like how heavy it is. And it's like the real deal. Like it's, it's insane. So I'm like, okay, that weirded me out right away. And going down the stairs, there was a big spill of like, I don't know what it was, sand or drugs or something. I'm like, what is that? It was like white grainy powder. And he goes, I don't know. It's like some sand or something. And it's like all over the carpet. Like no one's ever bothered to vacuum this up. Like this is how dirty this house is. Okay. So over in the corner of this basement area is a bed, like a king size bed with four freaking dirty, disgusting king size and maybe a queen size mattress on top stacked on top in the corner. Like what is happening? And it's so gross. And it looks like it's, yeah, it's a total hoarder's home. And he's like, oh yeah, there's like the beds over there. Like he told me I could have one of those mattresses. I'm like, ew, like these look like they were on the freeway. Like they're just so gross. And I'm like, and I'm going to go up into a bedroom with you and get naked. Are you kidding me? Like do you see what I look like? I'm no, I'm not trying to like make it sound like I'm all hot or whatever, but this guy had to have been out of his mind to think that like me, I'm sorry. I look pretty nice that night. Like I'm a nice sophisticated looking lady and I'm in this dump of a house and he's like kind of looking like white trash, you know, and he thinks he's going to score with me in this house. Like, are you kidding me? So I'm like, I tell him, I got to get out of this basement. Like literally it looks like where I could. And I had that sick feeling in that moment. Like someone's going to jump out and handcuff me. And like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to be killed down here or I'm going to be raped or something bad is going to happen. I mean, I like, I didn't really feel like that would happen, but I felt like this is the place where something like this would happen for sure. So I just meander back upstairs into the kitchen and I, we sit down and we keep talking and we're talking about sports and the conversation's getting really like, I'm like how all I can think of 
is how I'm, how am I going to get out of this? Like, I've got to tell him I'm going to have, this is going to be really, really awkward because he thinks things are going to happen. We didn't even hug hello. Like it was like really like there wasn't any of that. It was very like, and I think you probably could tell from my demeanor and kind of how quiet I was. And I was telling him how creepy the house was. I was like, this is a lot. I said, I feel like I'm in a time warp. Like I really like, this is like, what is happening in this house? Um, I, and the couches were really old, like a big, big giant, like brown sectional that, you know, it's, oh my God, all of it. Ugh. So we sit back down. I think I, oh, I had brought ice cream too. So I said, I'm going to have some of the ice cream. Oh, that's it. He didn't want to eat. He said he wasn't hungry. He hadn't eaten all day and that he doesn't really eat much and that he just eats like once a day, but he, ha he, he wasn't hungry for whatever reason. And I'm like, and he says, yeah, he really doesn't eat much. That's a thing that you would hear somebody say who do, who's like super skinny, right? And he says he's actually lost about three pounds. And I was like, Ugh. I think that was all to like make me not see what I was seeing as far as his body type. But it was actually making it kind of worse because I'm like, dude, like I know you eat, obviously. Like, and I know you don't want to eat pizza in front of me because you don't want me to have this like vision of you being out of shape and you eating like bad food. I mean, I think that's what was going on. And then him saying he doesn't eat very often or once a day, I'm like, well, that's, I don't think that's what's going on because you are, you're like in terrible shape, like <laughs> really bad shape. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're hearing this, but I just, uh, it was too much for me. So, and the reason I'm saying that he might hear this is because he did, he does know about my channel and he did look into it, but I don't think he listened to my podcast or anything. I think he just checked out some of the videos. And at this point, I don't think he'd be listening to anything because I finally had to just say something. He said it was around 8.30. I think I got there around 7.30 or 7.45. And he said, this is usually when his roommate calls from rehab. He talks to him every day and kind of like helps him like, you know, he's like there for him as a friend or whatever. And he said, this is, uh, this is usually when my roommate calls and he goes, but, uh, you know, yeah, I'm like, he goes, but you're here now. And I said, well, you should call him. You should, you should be there for him. And he goes, no, 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 no. He goes, and I told you, he talks like Steve-O. He says, no, 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 it's fine. Cause you're here now. And I'm going to, yeah, I'll talk to him later or whatever tomorrow. And I said, well, yeah, but you know what? I think, I think I'm going to go. And he goes, really? Like he was so surprised. I said, yeah. I'm sorry. I said, I'm just not comfortable. And I'm like feeling just really uncomfortable. I said, this house is just giving me the creeps. And I just, I'm not, I just feel like I need to go. I'm just not feeling that good about it. And he goes, he just seemed really surprised. And he said, okay. And so like, there was that full on awkward, like getting up, grabbing my stuff, the dogs trying, I'm like, literally, that's when I danced with the dog because I was trying to like, kind of delay like the awkwardness. I felt so bad but I needed to go. So I'm walking towards the door. The dog's like completely sniffing my crotch the whole way. I'm like, nice Milo, but I like, I got to get out of here. So I give him a hug and I don't, I want to make sure I don't say anything like, I'll see you later. Let's talk later. Let's hang out a different time. I, cause sometimes you say that in the moment you don't mean it. And I didn't want to say that cause I didn't want him to think like this is going to happen again. So I just said, you know, thanks for having me over and yeah, I'm going to get going. And, um, I might've said, I'll talk to you later. I don't remember. I just remember I needed to get the F out of there. So I did give him a quick hug at the door and then I got in my car and I left. So as I'm driving home, he sends me a text and he says, I totally get it about the house. Like I really get it. And I'm really sorry. Um, I understand like he, he did. Cause like, it's a fucking creepy ass house. And then, um, he said, I hope you have a good night. And, um, that there was kind of a little bit more to it. So I wrote back and I said, like, this is where I'm at. I think I'm in a really weird place. 
well, at that moment I really was because of that house. I said, but I, I do feel bad. It has a lot to do with my son. And part of it does. I didn't like leaving Owen that night and Owen going, where are you going? And who is this guy in Monterey? Like that, this is getting more weird as my son gets older and asks questions and I'm on his iPhone, like, or he's like, has me on his iPhone, right? He can see where I'm at. Um, and so I don't want him to be stressing out about my location. I don't want him to stress about this shit, right? It's just, it's like weird. So yeah, mom's out on another Tinder date. So like I told him like, that's just too much for me. And I think I don't need to be dating right now. And that's kind of where I'm at. And I'm really sorry, but I like, I basically blamed it on like the house and my son. And, um, and yeah. And so then the next day he writes to me the following evening because the Lakers played the Nuggets. And so we had a little conversation about the game. I didn't want to give him too much back. And then the last thing he wrote to me, I'd never responded to. And it's been two days and there's been no talk since. So I, I think he gets it. I haven't unmatched him on Tinder because I can't kind of think almost like that's I had a message. I almost think like that's just sort of mean. So I'm not I don't know that I'm going to do that at all. But I think it's, you know, I think that's, yeah, it's, I can quietly walk away at this point. So, um, where I'm at right now is the coach because I saw him, I forgot to say that I did see him like almost two weeks ago. We watched a game together. Maybe I did talk about that. I haven't seen him since we've been completely on different schedules. We've tried to meet. I did write to him and I said that I missed him and he wrote back like two hours later and he said, you don't have to. And he put a smiley face because I said, I miss you because he had he he'd been kind of quiet and he wrote back, you don't have to. And he put a smiley face, which I thought was such a great response. And um, so then we tried to he asked me last night as I was driving to Berkeley, what I was doing later that night. And I said I was going to Berkeley and I'm so sorry I'm not available. And I tried to get together with you on Tuesday night, but you didn't respond. He said, it's been a crazy week. And he was leaving for Reno today for a basketball tournament and he'll be back Monday. So, you know, I'll definitely see him again. And I definitely want to see what's up with this other Joe over in Morgan Hill, who is honestly super, super like nice and awesome. And I like him because he's not a player and I've met him already. I just have to figure out what it was physically that I didn't, I wasn't into that night. I don't know what it was. Something stopped me from furthering anything with him. And I don't, I don't really know why, because he, he, he looked like his pictures. He's really cute. He's got a great smile. And so I think it was just that he wasn't super confident. I really like guys who are sure of themselves and know what they want. And he wasn't making the move on me. I had to make the move on him. We, like I said, we did kiss and stuff, but I want, a guy to like, like you take control. Like you show me that you want me like that is so hot. So he's got to do that. He's got to be more assertive and that might spark something in me. So, and we shall see, he says on Tinder, he is, he's had two different girls that he's dated in the last year. So he has had some experience and he said he had to end it with both, which is kind of like, okay, cool. He wasn't like chasing these girls. He's like, this isn't working out for whatever reason. He said it was hard, but he had to like end it for whatever reason. So I was like, okay, I like that too. And, um, yeah, on, um, Tinder, he says he's, um, open to short, like looking for short term open to long. So which mine says the same thing. So who knows? I mean, I could date a 38 year old. I remember being 38 and like, I could have dated an older guy. Like if, if they were attractive enough, you know, so I don't think like the age difference is that big of a deal. 
And um, like we both have sons, <laughs> we're both single with um, kids. Mine are, mine's full time, but you know, as my son gets older and will eventually start driving, he'll probably be more like independent and hanging out with friends and stuff. And it'll give me a little bit more freedom. But at the moment, it's kind of like weird for me to leave and go anywhere. So anyways, that's where we're at. I'm going to wrap this up. I have to be at my after school job in 30 minutes. So um, yeah, hope you guys are well and have a great weekend. And we'll see you next time. Bye guys. Love you all. Thank you for listening. Bye. If you'd like to be notified for any of my upcoming podcasts, be sure to subscribe. If you'd like to help this girl out, then please rate, review, and share my show. Thanks, guys.